Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Join Bloomberg in San Francisco or virtually on May 7th for The Future Investor, Data-Powered Transformations. This 2024 event series will examine how data is not only playing a pivotal role in investment decisions, but serves as a driving force behind the construction of innovative, investable enterprises. This series is proudly sponsored by Invesco QQQ. Register at BloombergLive.com slash futureinvestor slash radio. Let's get to our guest, Charu Chanana, market strategist at Saxo Capital Markets. Charu, enjoyed looking at your notes, and I was thinking back to yesterday when I was reporting on the ISM services number. Uh, we all know what the bear case is here, an aggressive Fed, slowing growth, and recession possibly coming. But that's not the story that the market is telling. So I, I want to put a question to you that kind of looks at the many combinations for growth and inflation. They can both be rising they can both be falling. You can have one up and the other down or the reverse of that. But the one that works for the equity market, the sweet spot, is inflation falling while growth hangs in there. And we're actually seeing a glimpse of that at the moment. Can it continue? Hi, good morning. Um, thank you for having me. Yes, I think uh, that's a very good point. There are a range of permutations there. Uh, in terms of uh, how the growth outlook is and the inflation outlook is. But, uh, you know, between this um, recessionist versus inflationist camp, we've been of the view um, for a good number of months and I think still uh, going forward as well. Uh, we do think that the inflation concerns will continue to linger. We are in an environment where there is a lack of physical assets. Uh, the energy crisis is only getting worse. Uh, you know, so from going from here as well, we do see inflation being the main concern. Now, to address that inflation problem, of course, the central banks are trying to kill demand, and that will show in the economic growth numbers. That is the whole objective of uh, monetary tightening. Right. Uh, so, again, you know, um, to, to summarize, I think our view is still that inflation will continue to remain higher. Uh, it mm -hmm. is unlikely it will go back to the two to three percent levels that the U.S. is used to, uh, which will, will mean some demand destruction, some growth slowdown, but it will be more measured. And so what kind of, I guess, volatility or erratic moves do you think we will expect in markets when we're looking ahead as well to these key data points like the U.S. CPI figure and the jobless rate? Uh, so, you know, the volatility uh, could have been uh, controlled had we had some uh, better guidance from the Fed. But at the July meeting, as we've seen, uh, you know, the Fed has completely uh, given away um, on providing any forward guidance. Uh, so that certainly means that the volatility is going to rise from here because um, every data point that we get from the U.S. or every Fed speaker uh, will be scrutinized to its best extent um, in order to kind of get more light on 
on the future path of Fed rates. Um, our sense is that the markets are underpricing um, expectations on the Fed rate hikes uh, and on the terminal rates. Uh, so, I mean, we continue to watch for that. You know, there is a fair chance that inflation might have peaked. Uh, but again, I, I think it's going to be important to look for signs um, about the pace of deacceleration from there, how fast it can go down and how low it can go. For this cycle, then, do you think we've potentially reached peak oil? I think in the short term, yeah, we are likely to see more downside pressures because, uh, you know, with these demand uh, concerns uh, now have been aggravated by the Bank of England actually uh, outright calling a recession as well as uh, the ECB as well last night, uh, giving us some downbeat projections on growth. Uh, so I think the focus is likely to shift towards demand and uh, the supply side with the reserves being released and Libya's production back uh, also. Uh, I think that is looking a bit better in the short term. So, um, yeah, we possibly could see more downside pressures in the near term. So yours is a little bit of a dark view about about growth globally. Uh, I can cite this uh, world chip sales growth uh, decelerated for six straight months. That would seem to suggest that we've got some strain on the global economy. But that's just me. What do you look at the most closely to decide whether or not we're turning a corner? I think uh, if you specifically talk about the U.S., I am actually looking at the labor market very closely. And of course, we do have uh, the NFP numbers due today. Um, again, but isn't, headline, that a lagging, isn't that a lagging indicator? Um, absolutely. It is a lagging indicator, but, uh, you know, it also gives us a sense about uh, uh, the, the, the the things that the central banks are looking at, right? And in terms of the decisions they are taking and their decisions of what the, um, you know, the economy is going to face in the near future uh, and also the wage growth, that is that is the more important aspect from the jobs data, which of course, you know, uh, kind of gives us a sense of the money that is exactly in the hands of the American consumers. And that is a very good signal of forward inflation or consumption patterns. Cheru, I know you also look quite closely at India. We are expecting to see a hike from the RBI today. If we get, I guess, a little bit too dovish coming through from the board, what does that mean for the rupee, which is already holding at these uh, lows? Um, I think it would be hard for uh, the RBI to stay dovish now with inflation having been such a problem uh, over the last three years, actually, and uh, the global tightening wave that we've been seeing. Uh, I think it is time for uh, emerging Asian central banks also to catch up with that tightening wave uh, that we've been seeing, uh, even though that might mean, of course, some pressure on their currencies. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that being said, uh, I think, uh, I mean, we should rather be prepared for uh, more hawkish than expected RBI rather than a dovish one. So let's say I got a million dollars I want to put to work. Um, what, what's your strongest conviction here at the moment, Chara? What should I do with this money? Um, I think it's probably a good idea uh, to kind of hold off for now because our sense is, uh, you know, that you, we might say, see some sideways action in the equity markets over the next month or so. Um, but uh, like I, you know, referred to earlier, I think markets are mispricing fair expectations. And when that realization comes through, uh, when we understand that there are um, a significant number of more rate hikes to come in the US, that could mean the next 
uh, you know, shoe to drop for the equity markets, particularly even for this earnings season. Actually, um, you know, companies have reported better than feared results, but uh, you know, it's hard to uh, imagine that that could continue because um, you know, higher uh, prices are eating into the margin. So you know, these two things combined into the end of September could certainly mean uh, the next uh, leg down in the equity markets, and that could possibly give you some good entry points. Just a very quick word on what you're seeing here in Singapore. I mean, DBS saying yesterday they're not too worried about the China contagion story. Um, I think uh, we would uh, be cautious, um, you know, of the situation developing further. I think our sense is that uh, in terms of a military conflict, um, I think uh, everybody knows that a lot is at stake. So we probably won't get too far out there. Uh, But it is more a question of how this shapes out strategically. And, you know, China having learned from the Russia-Ukraine story as to how it can choke the global markets like the Russia, Russia did in terms of commodities. I think. All right, Chari Chinana, market strategist from Saxo Capital Markets from Singapore. This is Bloomberg. Join Bloomberg in San Francisco or virtually on May 7th for the Future Investor Data Powered Transformations. This 2024 event series will examine how data is not only playing a pivotal role in investment decisions, but serves as a driving force behind the construction of innovative investable enterprises. This series is proudly sponsored by Invesco QQQ. Register at BloombergLive.com slash Future Investor slash radio.